0: Attention hotline fans, my mailbox has been full. My telephone has been ringing off the hook. I don't care if it's Central Pennsylvania, Laurel Highlands, Simi Valley, Durham, or India, everywhere I'm traveling, people are asking me if I'm listening to the hottest wrestling podcast out there right now, The Podski. I'll have an exclusive later tonight for the hotline fans of World Championship Wrestling on The Podski and on Bash at the Beach 1998. What a stinker of a show that was. My God, was WCW terrible in 1998. Fans call the hotline at 909-9900. Kids get your parents permission and let's send it to the boys. Johnny Bake Show, Teddy Mongoose and Justin Andretti. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Podski. What? Ooh, yeah. You
1: understand, baby? Dig it? Let me tell you another thing. First name John, last name Baker. Uh-huh. Brother. Hello and welcome to the Podski. I'm your host, the man with Thousand Gimmicks, Johnny Bake Show. And it is episode 57. We are going to take you back in time. We already took you back in time 25 years ago, a few weeks ago at the Summer Classic. Uh, weekend we did the road wild 98 show we're going back further than that we're going to cover that whole summer of wcw we're taking you back to bash at the beach 1998 what a time that was but we got we got the three-man booth in here we got teddy mongoose and justin andretti uh how we doing boys
2: doing good um worse now that i just watched this uh bash at the beach show (laughs) <laughs> but life is good. So I, I here's the thing. I've seen so much good wrestling in the last seven full days, right? actually let's 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 extend that to nine full days to include that um FTR and uh, bullet club gold match, which is oh one of the best matches that I've ever seen ever. Uh-huh. uh the 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 reports are real when people say that that might be the best televised tag match ever i've never I seen i think one. it was
3: the best tag match i've ever seen if, if, if it's not number one it's in the top three
2: yeah and yeah and it's not it's not number one for me for tag match and the only reason is the other two tag matches i have above it both involve kenny omega um but televised it is it is number one with the bullet man uh so i'm good dude i am i'm really good i've watched so much wrestling in the last week week and a half and here's the thing i I'm caught up on literally nothing, literally nothing, dude, (laughs) not nothing, no, no promotion, nothing.
1: Oh my, what's going on Andretti?
3: Well, I am, I somehow, I am, I'm only at 6,000 steps today, despite the fact that I've been walking around like an asshole for the last 12 hours. But other than that, I mean same thing dude I, I think I think I'm caught up on the G1 but my my version of caught up on the G1 is I fell asleep probably during some of that and I'm trying to go back and catch up again but it look i I haven't watched raw i, I watched i think I watched collision i think sure. <laughs> I don't remember I don't dude I, I've watched so much wrestling. That, that i've had to take breaks the the last like the last like five or six days and, and go watch me tv and watch like mama's family and do doby gillis and, and freaking green acres and shit like that just for 30 minute increments to, between wrestling because i'm i'm watching so much wrestling i feel like my brain's on fire so
2: here's something weird synchronicity in the universe yeah dude the, the universe the universe tells us it shows us we need to listen we need to see um, I literally just was talking about Green Acres the other day with Mrs. Mongoose, um, because I thought that, uh, Zsa, Zsa Gabor was the person that was in Green Acres and it is not. It's her sister. It is her, it is her sister. Yeah. I didn't know that I went X amount of years because I have an unknown age, unknown age, unknown location, unknown height and body weight, uh, which is good and great for anybody that's listening. Um, but, uh. Yeah, man, I, I that's weird that you just said Eddie, Eddie Albert. I, lit- was I literally great was, on I, was show. I was I was Wikipediaing the Gabor sisters, sure. just going through all the husbands that they had. <laughs> I mean, that it's just amazing with that show
3: how long they were able to keep that series going with the premise of of like the odd couple. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it's the it's the guy and the in the rich the rich wife trying to fit in. Like it's
2: amazing they they kept that thing going as long as they did. How about this? When they pulled it, it was a top twenty show in on on all television they pulled it because the network that was on might have been cbs i think uh did what they called like a like a rural uh purge where all rural shows got axed all the same time i've never heard of that before yeah yep Uh, yep yeah so all all shows involving rural families got the axe
1: that's uh funny you mentioned that because that's what eric bischoff tried to do to wcw back in the day tried to axe all the southern the southerners out too
2: Crazy. He did a hell of a job.
3: Good, <laughs> good for you. Good for you, Eric. Yeah, Eric, you're you're our favorite.
1: Oh my. So uh Andretti, you keep uh the pack, keep, a- keep
3: packing that meat.
1: <laughs>
0: Nobody oh can
3: my. beat Eric Bischoff's meat except for Eric Bischoff. <laughs> he's no he's no dearmas, that's for sure.
1: Oh my uh and, Andretti, you—that popped me. Uh, you, you had a show drop this shout week. Shout out Donnie Armor
3: that I used out. to work with at the hospital. He's a good
1: dude.
3: <laughs> they, they really did have great chipped ham in there, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a shout out.
2: Wow! Shout out to Uncle Bob, pound of chipped ham, loaf of bread, kick it in the middle, bottle of ketchup. <laughs> diabetic, <laughs> diabetic. <laughs>
1: Oh my uh, God. andretti you uh you had a big show this week drop uh we talked about some uh some really important business we had the uh the pizza wars and uh, uh the the cheeseburger picnic that's right
3: we we tried to do a double show the uh like, like a drive-in movie theater you go and get the double feature right so we got the uh laurel highland's pizza wars 2023 this is the third version of that with uh t3 on here that was great uh, a lot of funny audio with him, of course, and a lot of, a lot of silliness. Then we had the uh, the second part with uh, Bobby Winters, who was the super ambassador at Snyder Mania 8, Cheeseburger Picnic, came at you live, right from the 1889 Park Pavilion 4. Just like every year, it was great. Had him on there, a lot of Caucasian silliness went down at the... Uh, at the uh, cheeseburger picnic too so i mean anybody who's inclined to go in there and hear some funny audio there's there's some ridiculous commercials that i threw in there and a couple movie trailers to make it feel like you're really at a at a drive-in so hopefully hopefully people will check that out but everybody i've heard good stuff people have messaged me and they were they thought it was really funny and and, uh, a lot of guys you know knew knew some of the places that we went to and whatnot and some of the uh some of the players at uh, at snyder mania too so i got a lot of good feedback about that which was uh which is cool to hear
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, so make sure you go check that out on uh, the PodSki uh, network family. Uh, you can check that out on the socials at the underscore PodSki. Uh, you can check us out on everywhere you get your podcast. You can get it there as well as YouTube at uh, the Podsky with John Baker as well. <laughs> All right, we got a run in here on the PodSki right now. We got infamous Johnny Utah from the... <laughs> From the Pizza Wars Andretti After Dark episode. And this is where Mr. Utah was absolutely buried, and he's here to state his claim. (laughs) So the floor is yours, Utah. Hey,
3: noted, he's a noted Liberty Park alum.
4: Yes, absolutely. Liberty Park for Life. Yeah, uh Andretti and uh Mongoose here uh has made they've made me of the biggest pizza hill in the land. Uh, and, uh, came to kind of refute some of these claims, uh, <laughs> Mongoose got a lot wrong. He came out saying a lot of things that weren't true. And uh, I think I was like, hey, I got to get on here and, uh, make things right. Right your wrongs, brother. Right. Tell me what you got. Uh, so first off, uh, Mongoose here, uh, kind of claimed the fact that I've only had four pizza places my entire life. I've been stuck in Sidman, St. Michael for my whole life, haven't ventured out. Uh, I claim to be quite the pizza connoisseur, boys. And, uh, you know, I was real offended by that comment. I mean, I was fuming in here. I actually tried calling into the podcast. I you didn't know, if there was a number, if it was live, I was trying to call in. It's uh, live. It's live. We're always live. <laughs> so I'm throwing F-bombs saying these motherfuckers, you know. And uh, so first off, I didn't ever say Jojo's was my number one. I said I didn't know if T3 and Andretti have ever had the sweet sauce at Jojo's. Tell them they need to try the sweet sauce because they took over Ann's pizza and they've used their sauce and it's actually really good. It's worth I would I would include Anne's,
3: I would include the Jojo's next year as Anne's. Okay,
4: that would be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really good. So I was just telling him that. My number one would not have been Dominic's. And I don't want to, I don't want to bury any local businesses, uh, you know, because we need all of them we can get. But the the one time that I've had Dominic's, it was uh below average to say the least.
3: Utah listen, you gotta get slices. Don't get a whole pizza, you gotta go over there and get slices. Uh, just get just get a, a pepperoni slice because I'm telling you, man, they're gonna give you a piece of pizza that's like that's like 15, 16 inches long, okay? For whatever reason, I don't know if it's oven temperature or or what it is, but um, when they make their slices, the pizzas are bigger and they're thinner and they're like more spread out and it's a lot better. So I would just next time you'd go over there, and get that.
4: Now to be fair, um, when I had it, I was uh, leaving the original Walmart, which is called Steggers um steggers store it's the only place in the world you can get a pair of dickies uh some ice cream your a welding helmet
3: and a shotgun
4: yeah and a gun okay so and you can leave there with a gun today but um so i was walking out of steggers and they have a little shop there that had so it might that might have been the issue too
3: So you got to go to. That's not the real. That's like Dominic's Express. That's that's as bad as. That's as bad as people saying that the 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 Clark Piles and Wilmore is good. The Clark Piles and Wilmore fucking sucks. You got to go to one in Evansburg.
4: So so that made. I'm actually. I told my wife. I said we got to go get Dominic's because I got to try this. Now I've had pizza all over the land. Okay, everywhere you guys have been, I've been. I've probably been to eighty percent of those places. So your top five was pretty, pretty good. I like it said, Dominic shocked me. And I was like, I kind of felt like this was like, um, I think I told Mongoose this. It was like um, some uh, the million dollar man paying off, uh, you know, <laughs> the uh, Andre giant, you know, to give him the belt. He's, you know, someone paid you off to do this. I was like, what's happening? Or, he, you know, uh, Dominic's threw the salt in the eyes of the competitors. Like, what the hell's going on? You know, I was like, "This is bullshit." This whole you gotta win.
3: Is you gotta win that day, brother. You gotta win that uh, day.
4: Yeah, and that's another thing. So you're saying it, do, it
3: doesn't matter that Morris's is the best pizza in the world. They get beat
4: that day. Okay, so you're going just that day. That's it. You're saying anyone can win on that day. You're not going. So you're still claiming that that's not your favorite pizza. It's just that day. It was. Your well, favorite. I mean,
3: we could just say Morris's is the best pizza in the world every year and never do it. Right. and just never do never do the yes, tour. You're
4: going off which is fair then. Now, I would say to me, again, I wasn't there that day, but I think Joey Os is unbelievable. Sure. I think Joey Os is it's different, it's completely different than any other pizza I've ever had. Well, they
3: got you know they got runner up, right?
4: It was really tight. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's why I was so pissed. When you said, I'm like, okay, he's going to give Joey Os their yeah, the championship. They deserve it. And when you said Domino's or I wanted to actually, the Godfather said Dom or not Domino's Dominics. I was like, if I could have, you know, reached out to the Godfather, I probably would have bitched at him the other day when I saw it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, you know, everything Mongoose is saying here is completely off base. I never said, and I love JoJo. JoJo's is in that top three, probably for me, top three, to top four but uh you know i was just saying hey they should try the sweet sauce and to say that i've never had i've had so much more pizza than mongoose has ever had in his life it's ridiculous so this guy making these claims these false claims is absurd and you know i'm out here just to clear my name because i mean i've turned into the the biggest heel ever i mean i you know i'm like i'm getting hate mail I got people emailing me. I got people stopping at my house. <laughs> they're, saying, they're saying, how can you go against Andretti and T3? And I said, fuck you. I tell all of them, go fuck yourself. I don't care. They're wrong. And that's where I'm at. All right. So I'm going to try. I'm going to go to probably on Friday. I'm going to go to Dominic's. I'm going to ask for a slice. And I'm going to get a hold of you guys. And I'll give you an honest opinion.
3: Tell me you want pepperoni slices, okay. two pepperoni I, slices.
4: I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i honestly do it. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit my wrong. But uh, yeah, from what I remember, I was like, this amazing competition, you know, has just been someone paid them off. I was like, someone paid them off. That's, that's all they could, that's the only thing it could come down to.
3: Got, they got that state they got that Stegers money behind them now yes, i know I, I
4: was shocked and uh right. to listen to this All podcast, right.
2: we well, gotta cut you off now because john has a cutoff. so we got okay. to and so we were blazed and so we were blessed by the presence of the wonderful johnny utah who came on here and spouted more lies about what had just happened so here's the deal folks Johnny utah i think might have eaten a piece of pizza or two from somewhere that wasn't from the summer hill social club or jojo's punkies perhaps i don't know but look man he stated his case good for him he'll find he'll he'll find he'll see god someday he'll come he'll come he'll be he'll be judged all right
1: and uh we got some housekeeping uh we want to take care of too we uh we are in the dog days of summer, where there's nothing going on really in the world of sports, other than there's everything going on in wrestling right now. So oh, the, the, Dodgers, the Dodgers
3: got Kiki <laughs> Hernandez back today, which is good. Hey, what, that's, good for that? them. What,
2: like, that's that's good for them, man. What does that hip hopper say? Kiki, do you love me? <laughs> <laughs> does, 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 does that put me on with the younger crowd? Kiki, do you love Jeez.
1: me? Wow, <laughs> I'm
2: I'm looking I'm looking forward. So, um, I will be celebrating a undisclosed uh, birthday number at an undisclosed location here in a couple of days, uh, and I am very much looking forward to kicking back and watching a Buccos game or two with the old man. So nice, nice. Yeah, you know, last year at this time, not only did I get to see my first Pirates game of the year, they were playing the Phillies friend of the podcast trigger trey happened to be at the game and uh i got a couple dozen uh wonderful photos of him just struggle facing after that game so shouts out to you trey
1: that's when he's at his best
2: absolutely absolute ricky starks speaking of john because i said that aw uh would you mind me uh grabbing the steering wheel from you really quick and um can I, can I have five minutes?
1: Absolutely. You, the floor is yours. Give it to us. Yeah. Okay. Cut a So,
2: up. Yep. To get, to get right to business here, because we have a abhorrent WCW pay-per-view that we need to run through. And so while we still have listeners, I need to take a couple of minutes and I need to talk about why Adam Cole and MJF is the best thing in, in AEW. And it is the second best storyline in wrestling right now only behind the bloodline okay so the first thing that i have to say is that the adam cole and mjf match that they had that was a broadway that i wasn't expecting to be a broadway you know i heard some things afterwards the crowds got time cues etc to me i was not expecting it i thought that the finish of the match was fascinating because i only saw mjf and adam cole at Wembley stadium and for us to get that finish at that time in an Eliminator match, I didn't get it. When they did their really, I mean, in let's call it what it is. It was bad. The bad build that they did for their Battle Bowl thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It
2: was weird and it was bad. And then all of a sudden, they put those two guys on the camera together and they accidentally got magic. Okay? So we had... Super duper over Adam Cole and super duper over MJF. And I know that people do not like the skits, you know, the hokiness, whatever. Fellas, those skits are some of the best wrestling TV that I've seen in years and years and years. And the reason I say that is, is that they are short. You know, we're, we're talking three, five minutes tops. They are hilarious they are so hokey that they work. It's one of those things where like the camp actually factors into what they're doing. And it has translated into them being the most over thing in AEW, okay? So when I first saw them getting together, I was like, oh, this is obviously gonna be an excuse for them to now fight each other at Wembley. And I'll tell you what, man, the answer to that is, Absolutely not. They should not be fighting each other. They should be teaming together at Wembley. And I can fantasy book a couple of things here in a few minutes, but here's the reason why uh, they, when they come out, get the in- most insane crowd reaction, the double clothesline, line, which I saw a half dozen times in the main event of this WCW show today, and nobody cared about it, is the most in pro wrestling right now. And they have the crowd eating out of the palm of their hands. This harkens back to when they brought MJF back and they turned him heel and the crowd wanted him to be babyface. They didn't want to run with it. They had a plan. You literally have a second chance at doing it. You have a second chance. That never happens in pro wrestling. And now you do. Huge babyface team. And then when he turns, he could be the heel of all heels. And the last thing that I want to say about this is two words sammy zane sammy Zayn was supposed to be a two to three week bloodline pit stop
4: mm-hmm. and
2: all he ended up doing was getting over the Usi, and you know feeling it popped the literally popped all of them in the ring i'm feeling Usi, and what happened we got one of the best main events in recent history in WWE, especially in a B show with Sammy and Roman, that turned into a multi-month-long storyline that printed money. I, I was going to write the numbers down, and I don't have them in front of me, so forgive me. But that uh, Better Than You babe, shirt is the number one seller this year on Pro Wrestling Tees. Mm-hmm. It is the best shirt that AEW has done in years, so people are buying it. We go into the collision show where uh, Dax uh, flips not fist, Harwood, uh, wanted to be serious. I, John, I'm going to find you a clip of Robin from Teen Titans going serious. And I want you to put it in right here and cut me out, okay? Yep. Serious. Because that was Dax Harwood. I'm serious. There will be no tomfoolery. There will be no ham hippity. There will be no dancing. There will be no nothing. Dude, that crowd... Dude, the shit out of him. They didn't want to hear it. They wanted nothing to do with it. And it, he was shook, man. He was legit shook because they started chanting at him double clothesline. Yeah. So FDR, insanely over babyface team, is the de facto heel because the babyface who's saying, we're not here to mess around, got double clothesline chanted at him. Yeah. So you know what, dude? I Like, bury it. Get over it. Like, Swallow your pride if you have it. If if it was just stick and storyline, then that's fine. But if there's any apprehension about them doing any goofball stuff in this match, I'm sorry, man. This is rock and sock 2.0, accidental lighten- lightning in a bottle. This is going to sell T-shirts. This is going – it's so over. So please, AEW, I beg of you, please put the belts on Adam Cole and MJF and you have that headline your main event at Wembley, and you put them against an Omega and Ibushi or something like that, I dare you, I triple dog dare you to do something like that because that is going to be insane. And if you want to do the breakup there, you do the breakup there, and then you have your title match right in place for either a title match if MJF retains against uh, CM Punk or you have a built-in blood feud for mm-hmm. full gear down the road.
1: Or there you, you could do, or you could do the turn, and then the following week at All Out, do the match there.
2: The only reason that I'm thinking that that won't happen is that CM Punk carried around that red bag.
4: And yeah, he's been he carrying around a red around. bag
2: because he carried it around. I'm saying that, and he should actually, I think, for the sake of Chicago, yeah, he should be in that main event for the to, for the real champion so i appreciate the floor man i just i just i love they are the best thing on tv man when they went to that chinese restaurant and the food was too hot and they were drinking quote 100 alcohol i died <laughs> i freaking died man <laughs> i i died who drinks 100 alcohol who serves 100 percent? I, I guess apparently this Asian restaurant in in Boston does. Um, But dude, the crowd just eats out of their hands. Unlike anything in this company. And if they can't read the room and they're going to stick to their plan anyways, shame on you, Tony Khan, shame on you because you have something, man.
1: I 1000% agree. Um, and, And, and it's really great that AEW has something like this right now, because there's in their, in their, you know, kind of friendly promotion on the other side that they just got done running the show with, with new Japan, they're running like their most serious big tournament of the year with the G one. And I know you guys have been watching some of it, not all caught up yet. I I say it every year. I say, I'm going to watch a G one. And I I just like, I I forget about it. Then I get 17 hours behind. And then by the time I catch up to those 17 hours, I'm going to be 84 more hours behind. So, uh, I know that you guys have been watching it. Uh take us uh a little bit through what you've been watching, uh without giving uh without spoiling each other.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really quick and I'm gonna I'm gonna tee up Andretti on this, but uh really fast. So the way that me and Andretti have been working is that uh we made a pinky promise, you know, uh through distance, you know, only three thousand miles or so that that we're gonna watch this and we're gonna we're gonna review this, you know, straight up. Um, and so I'm through about two and a half, two and a half shows so far. Uh I have this to say. First off, Gabe Kid, absolutely murdering people before he even, before the bell rings, just murdering people, throwing chairs. Put them into the audience, just making them pay for crimes that they didn't commit, but, but Gabe Kid feels that they did. Like I think is really awesome. Um, I think Gabe Kid's okay. <laughs> I, I hate to I hate to say it, like he's just one of these guys that he needs a lot of work. Which, dude, go to the G one and get your work in. Um, but I think that well, that's he's going to awesome. wrestle
3: 48 matches in six days.
2: So <laughs> dude, that's what I mean. Like you want to talk to child by <laughs> fire brother. And the fact that they have Gabe Kidd and they have Alex Coughlin and they have, um, uh, 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 uh the Nichols fellow, what's his first name?
3: Nichols, Mikey Nichols was in NXT. Mikey. He's
2: a, t- he's a, he's an older guy. Okay. So they got my, but just these, these newer faces, Mikey Nichols. Um, you have, uh, Shane Haste, uh, like there's there's these new faces in New Japan where like again, man, trial by fire, and I absolutely love it. Um, the one thing that I need to tell anybody that is thinking about watching anything, again, only being through sh- the two and a half shows, is that uh I gave let me look at my notes here. So I gave Eddie Kingston and Shingo Takagi 10 stars. Um, so I took Dave Skull and multiplied it by two. Um a couple of things I have here is adore these strikes. This is everything I wanted. Strikes are insane. The selling is better. This is awesome. Wow! Ten minutes, ten stars. Eddie Kingston and Shingo. Uh, and the other thing that I need to put over is the Great Ocon, who you know by by default is is Andretti's guy. Uh, he wrestles Okada, and here's the funny thing, is Baby Mongoose has seen three matches in the G1 so far, and two of them have been great Okan matches. Um, the first match where he wrestles Okada, and Okada sends him to the outside, and he hits his shoulder against the barricade, and he sells it as if he's just been turned into goop. Uh, dude, I, I freaking, I fell over. It was it was one of the most wonderful things that I've seen in wrestling this year. Um and the other thing that I really really want to put over big is uh him versus Kenta. I thought him versus Kenta was absolutely freaking awesome. For that I have uh, I have Kenta uh Great O'Conn, 11 stars. I gave it one more than uh than Eddie Kingston. So 11 stars O'Conn. uh screaming while doing straight right punches to Kenta's face is the move of the year so i have supplanted the um samoan spike with uh the great okan screaming while delivering straight right hands to a man's face uh and so that's what i have so far what do you got here Andretti? well i, I there just were some people that i wanted to kind of talk about
3: briefly And everybody's brought their a game so far i thought there wasn't anybody that Looked out of place, even though um whenever we looked at the card about who got included this year um for the G One, I know there were some there were some names in there that we were kind of surprised about. But I thought everybody's done great, man. This it's it's a great time for older stars to step up and sh- and really shine with the younger guys, and for new faces to get to, sh- to get a chance to shine against some of these older guys. And I think even even Naito in uh, in Tanahashi have, have done great with everything that they've done. They haven't had a bad match with anything yet so that, that's that been a really cool thing to see that too and if, look man it's not easy for those guys man and you can even you can even put okada in there too i mean these are guys that work a lot man they work a lot and tanahashi is is he's his legs are not good man naito is naito has been you know not the healthiest guy in the world the last couple of years either but man they come to work every day man and these matches that those guys had it just shows you why they're legends in new japan and why they're always
2: going to be Naito and Jeff Cobb, I, one of the things I literally had was that if we get this Naito throughout this tournament, that Naito's the MVP. He was, that Jeff Cobb match, he was insane. He did everything that you would want Naito to do. It looked good. It was crisp. It was, I, I mean, he was awesome. I'm just scared to death that because of how grueling the tournament is, you know, with the schedule and everything that, that his body might not be as kind to him, but if he can somehow manage to sneak through a couple of you know less bumpy matches, because you know Jeff Cobb's going to throw you around, he's going to be awesome, man. Like I, I would, I would, not, I would not be opposed at all for Naito to be one of those guys that you think is going to be in the running, but will put people over, and then all of a sudden be like a block finalist. You know what I mean? Because if if his body holds up, he would be awesome in the semis
3: the the guys that I'm most worried about moving forward are are Cobb and Tongaloa. And I know Tongaloa's been out for a while and he's doing he's doing fine but I just I don't know where that guy goes after this showcase because he's getting showcased right now as being a member of the G1 So I'm not, look, he's got another guy who's been banged up for a long time, you know, but Cobb, it seems like Cobb has been there for a long time and he's had chances and I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not sold on it yet, man. But, but for, in terms of guys who, who have just blown me away, I mean, Kiyomita is awesome. He looks. He, he, is, he is. He is awesome. Him being, him being a guy that from the outs from the outside, he got thrown into this. And people weren't super familiar with man, I mean that guy. That guy can work with anybody. He's he's a really talented worker.
2: But um, you got you, really quick. You got to give the the audience credit because he's over in every building that he's at. Even some of the lower attended events, he's 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 over man. And so obviously he's a name there. And I would probably liken that to something similar to, you know, if if you're, you're hardcore here and you've heard of, you know, let's let's go back to like Adam Cole coming from Ring of Honor to NXT and everybody losing their mind. I sort of feel like that's the vibe there, and that's it's really awesome.
3: Yeah. And I know I brought this up to you, but I'm I'm not sure that Umino is going to be the big baby face, up-and-comer, younger guy that they need him to be. But I think that Kiyomiya Mia might be yeah. so. The match that the two of them had was just outstanding. That was one of my favorite matches of, of the whole thing. Yeah, I haven't seen that, I can't wait to
2: see that one. Oh,
3: okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I won't. No, give it no, to no, no, it's okay. I just, I, it's, it's okay. No, no, I'm, not, I'm not only giving away, but it was it, that was just, I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like I, I am caught up, I am all caught up right now. But the issue with that is that I am doing 6,000 other things during the course of the day. So by the time I sit down to watch them at night, I am freaking dude I'm I'm beat dude I'm beat mm-hmm. you know so I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep up with it but I I'm floating in and out you know while I'm watching the show you know but um the guy the other guys that really stood out to me I mean obviously the 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 big guys like Okada are always gonna do a really good job but man I'm telling you I, I probably sound like a broken record with this too but is there anybody that's had better performances over the course of eight months than Tai Chi?
2: Dude, I, Tai Chi and Osprey, mm, Chef's Kiss. I've not seen tai Chi, and, tai Chi and Okada, and I know that it's everything. I'm telling I you, haven't seen it. Don't know the result, but I heard it's great. It's um, so dude, good. It's so yeah, good. I and I said to you guys in the in the group that few things will get the missus' attention if it's just on in. I had her attention for a while while that one was on, like where she was like, oh, you know, what's going on here, blah blah blah. So yeah, man, it's, Tai Chi's Tai Chi's so good. The one the one thing that I will give everybody on that roster
3: credit for, man, is that is that 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 company they get cherry picked and people leave to go to AEW or they go to they go to WWE or whatever for a, for a bigger paycheck and probably less work. But yeah. the thing is, man, is like. Those guys have stood the fuck up, dude. They stand up when they need to, man, and, and they really show up. And you've got you've got guys that came through that system that you know didn't didn't really do a whole lot of anything for a couple of years. That now are like, okay, dude, it's time for you to show what you've got because we need you. And every time that happens, it, it, you, they do, they do, they show yeah. it. And now you've got like, tai Chi's one of my he's probably my favorite guy in that
2: company right now. Yeah. And this is where look, man, the thing about the thing about TK is that he sent Eddie Kingston over and I didn't hear anything, but I read the the clips of his um, media scrum about the, uh, or not the media scrum, excuse me, the, um, the uh, basically like the promotion call before the ROH show. And he said, listen, this title match was supposed to be Claudio and Eddie Kingston. And then it was going to be Jay Briscoe and uh, Claudio and Jay is hurt. But Eddie has an opportunity that I think is only going to benefit him. And look, man, I know you can't send four or five of your big dogs over there because you need them the whole time. But the fact that they got Eddie over there is so awesome. It's so
3: awesome. He's a
2: great fit. He's a great fit. He's a really, really great fit. Yeah, Yeah. he's only going to get better and he's going to come back. And I hope to God that if he can make the semis great or the quarters rather great. um, But even if he has a good showing, uh, the people that know will know. And he's going to be an even bigger star, dude. I think he was the perfect person to send over there. And next year, I I would love in the future, maybe not next year, but in the future, I would love to see them send a Jungle Boy, a Hook. Like some of, some of those types go over there, man, get your ass kicked for three months or, you know, not three months, but 15 weeks or so or whatever. Well, even and especially 15, super juniors would be perfect for those two guys. Yeah. 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 15 weeks is the same as three months. What am I doing, man? I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't know time. Go, yeah, go over there for six weeks. There we go. Go over there for six weeks or so. Get your ass kicked and and really. But yeah, Super Junior's another one too. That's 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 a really good fit. For those I mean, but, guys.
3: but I mean the the other guys. Every everybody's everybody's done great. I mean, I'm not I'm not an evil fan at all. But I got to give them credit for for trying. You know, for the effort yeah. and the the Finley the Finley Evil match. I think you're gonna really you're gonna like that match a lot. Uh, that was great. i but the the great thing, man. Like,
2: how good is Yoda Suji, dude? I mean, that, well, when you were talking about Kiyomita being their guy, because they don't have Kiyomita yet, they just have a handshake thing because Okada and him wrestled and it was a pretty big deal. They did like that inter-promotion inter, inter, uh, inter um, yeah, All that, Japan thing yeah, with him,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Um, but they got Suji, and if they got Suji, then he, dude, his smile, like he's so charismatic. He's such a good worker. That's a guy that can sell you a billion T-shirts. And, it can and you be know a what? Huge he's he's
3: face. he's supposed to be working heel, and people love that guy, man. He people yeah. that just they just like him, you know. And that that's a that's a really good point. But um, New Japan right now. Um, they they just they go through these periods where they're in transition, right? Where they they lose a couple guys, or you know, business goes down, or the pandemic, or whatever the hell it is, right? That always happens to them every couple of years. But right now, they've got a just unbelievable roster. Right now, they've got an unbelievable roster, and they're doing a really good job with what with where everybody's at. But they've got this they've got this this really great group. Of guys who are right underneath the main event level, where they're not quite superstars yet on, on the level of like an Okado or a Tanahashi something like that. They're not that yet, but you've got this group right underneath it that are that are so poised to just take that next step. And I'm my, man, I'm looking forward to it, man. I you know a year from now, six months from now, when we get you know we get Suji versus versus uh, Naito for control of that group things like that, you know, we bring in Kiyomiya and, and it's him and it's him and uh, Takahashi killing each other for that, for that, you know, that undercard belt, dude. I mean, there's, there's just, they're lined up right now to just have an unbelievable next couple of years. If they can keep everybody there and, and push these guys correctly, the the stuff they're doing with the bullet club right now is excellent. The guys that they have in there are are fantastic. Finley. I mean, I, I, I got to eat crow on that too, man, because David Finley's a
2: bad motherfucker. And I'm, and I'm dude, I was, I was, I was, just getting I'm ready on to... board, dude. I'm on board. Yeah, I'm, I was just getting I, ready I to say so mad. And God is he he's awesome. And we, here's the thing with this, Andretti. I'm sorry, really quick here, John, and I'll let you go. But um, with the uh, with, with this, I almost feel and look, man, this is before my time and I don't have enough time in the day to go back and watch, but they always allude to the time where new japan was in its doldrums and tanahashi was the man that carried the company and then you got okada and naito and these names i seriously feel like we're there where it's not tanahashi it's okada okada right. is the only thing that makes sense and that's why it keeps getting the belt and everything uh nakamura would have been another one thrown in there with those guys sure. and so I feel like when you just said about these people that are bubbling up, you know, the simmering, simmering, simmer, ready to boil over, I'm hoping that we're there, man, because there are some really great people. So, yeah, that that that'd be something I could liken that to. It'll probably, I think the era would have been the late 2000s where they said that uh, Tanahashi was the man. He was the only reason that that promotion is still here. And look at what they came uh, came into. I feel like Okada's that guy now. Go ahead, John. They've
3: got they've got a uh, go ahead. Yeah, Baker. I'm sorry. You had you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Jump in.
1: No, it's okay. I just was uh, – th- that's really funny what you said about Finley because uh, everyone sitting here, we were like, I don't know if we tr- we can trust New Japan after they did that. And he came out there and said 95 F-bombs in one promo, and he had to cover poor little mongoose's ears.
2: Oh, that baby <laughs> mongoose's virgin ears, man. Here's I mean- the best thing is that she heard that promo, and she still, every couple of days, will be like, dad is the F-word friendship or so, you know something like that like something that's very much not the f word and i'd yeah. be like no but don't say the f word <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah so at least it's so yeah yeah but that, i'll tell you what man i thought after that one i was gonna have to take her to one of those brain scrub clinics or whatever yeah,
1: it's just really funny that like everybody's sitting here when we were all saying like we don't i don't know if we can believe like what Japan is Shole doing, Hilly, we, can, can, gonna, we yeah. can we can we can we trust the vision and like it, it's turned into something really good again. They they just well, the, my, the, have done the, it the right fear, every time. I think
3: the fear that all three of us had was that they were just going to put the belt on him and he was going to beat Sonata and he was going to be the
1: champion. Oh yeah,
3: that was the fear. The present the presentation of how they how they brought it him how they brought it to to come to pass was not good but you know look here we are and it's we're you know six months later eight months later and it's fantastic so i gotta i gotta hand it to him for that look i like the uh i like the war dogs tag team i think those guys are going to be are going to be really good but they the only thing i would say about new japan right now is they've got a little bit of a a little bit of a gap at the top with the tag teams. Look, man, Bishamon's probably a top three team in the world. You know, those guys are awesome. But um, in, outside of that, they've really got to figure something out with the tag team division. Now, whether or not that ends up being, um, you know, Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols back together as, as the, you know, the mighty Don't Neal like they were in NXT, and they're, they, they just pull them out of TMDK as a tag team again and let them be. Maybe that's the answer, I, but I don't know. I don't know what to do with that tag team division other than put two guys together. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure who that should be, because I do not want to see house of torture as a tag team going after those belts. I don't want to see bullshit. I want to see guys that, that, that know what the hell they're doing because Bishamon is a good enough tag team that they deserve. They deserve a a, a really good run, but they've got to have a really good run against people who are credible.
2: Well, the move, the move is if, if they listen to me, you know and and they <laughs> put those belts on mjf and adam cole and then they they let this thing percolate and roll um is that you do some disenfranchised storyline with a tag team or two from AW, and then you you let them go on excursion without calling it excursion i i think there's so many good tag teams there dude that i think that that could benefit I mean, just go through go through the 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 rolodex, and you can find two without even you know going past the fourth or fifth thing uh, to find somebody that that would be awesome to go over there. And the best thing about it is, with all trans- uh, all all restrictions lifted, everything else, they're going to have to go over there for oh, what once a month, twice a month. Like you can make that happen. And I'm not here to wreck anybody's travel plans or ruin their family life or anything like that. But it's <laughs> it's something you can very much make happen. That it keeps your relations with the company good, the company being New Japan, um in AEW. So I, I don't know, man. I th- I think that that AEW that partnership could really help with that until they have people that come up that could be established. The the only other thing I really wanted to
3: bring up about, about this is just how confused I am about Tomatonga and just why they haven't run with him more I'm not I don't know if there's something that I don't know man it could be something as dumb as him you know flirting with the WWE you know we, we've heard those rumors for years it could be something as dumb as that but I'm I'm confused as to why they haven't done more with that guy over the course of time he's in my in my opinion he's a star he's a big star he's super talented he's a good-looking dude you know I don't know I don't know why they haven't gone harder with him
1: yeah, I'm we've assuming... we've heard that for we've heard him going to WWE for years, like literally, like literally, what ten years is what it feels like.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm assuming that with them as bad as it is, and dude, it happens in every promotion over every generation. It's the always the maids, never the bride.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's true, and because
2: the maybe ba- because maybe the change the
3: scenery, you- maybe change the scenery for that guy's what it's going to take. Because I think I, I'm, I, I mean, I've said this for years. You guys know that man. That guy's a freaking star. I think he's a superstar. I don't, and I'm confused why they haven't done more.
1: Well, they just well, added. And- they could. They. I feel like he could be a, like a heavy hitter that they could throw into that bloodline story. He doesn't need to be in the bloodline but he could be like a a mercenary or something like that, that they could bring in kind of like what they did with Jeff Cobb in AEW originally, like he was just a mercenary that would come in and do one-offs. Like they could (laughs) I feel like WWE could really use somebody like that. Where it's just like a killer and like a mysterious killer type dude. There's, there's, there's,
2: there's there's somebody that, that makes a lot of money. That's old. That has a lot of, a big crazy awful checkered past that's now uh secretly running the shots that doesn't do mercenaries uh um, yeah. so i think i think that i think that until uh he would would disappear i i, I love your idea but i i think that there's zero percent shot of that happening are you are you at
3: all surprised that they haven't done
2: anything with him in aew yes with, with Tamatonga? yeah Well, here's the reason why I'm not surprised is because he doesn't fit anywhere because all the things that they've done so far have been sans bullet club. Now the fact that they have bullet club gold could be his entryway in. Mm -hmm. So if you get the right baby face mini faction against the bang, bang gang, that's the time where you can bring him in and it, you also have to do it in a smart market. You have to do it in a—I don't want to say Chicago because you know—but that's you a good one. In Chicago.
0: Honolulu?
2: What's that? you Do it in Honolulu. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or if, or if you did, if you did it in one of the Samoan islands, um
3: it's like, yeah, dude. If, it's if, the if, the Center goes
2: wild for yeah dynamite. American, yeah, but if you if you did in one of those smart markets though, I i think that that would actually really work. Um, so that could that could be a place to bring him in. I don't want to, I
3: don't want to get too uh, I don't want to add too many people to the bang bang gang either, though. I think you know where they're at now with with four is really good, they could probably go to five. Um, I would actually, I was
2: was using him as a babyface to against fight the, against the bang, oh, bang, I got bang. you. Okay. okay. Yeah, I would yeah,
3: like yeah. to see uh I would like to see a female get thrown into that group at some point. I don't know who yeah, be, I don't want to even say any names yet cuz I just thought of it but you know at some point I think that somebody should be in there. Yeah,
2: because if you if you bring Tamatonga to the states in the right market, he's not getting booed. That's why he needs to be a baby face. I think yeah. he'd so be you a you, star. you want him you want him to you want him to attack Jay White and then you want Tamatonga and Jay White to headline one of your like Arthur Ashish type shows. You know, those, those, mini yeah. paper, blood and dust. One of the, one of these mini pay per views on TV that they do. How awesome is Jay White? I mean, like dude, he, dude, I mean, yeah,
1: dude, that him and Juice Robinson, that tag team is awesome. They're and they're, they're like the workhorses of Collision. Collision it is, it has not been a bad show. It has
2: been fantastic so far. It's, it's insane how good Jay White is, man. Me, I remember driving to that, uh, MSG show with Trey and oh my gosh, he
1: still hates Jay.
2: Well, but both of us, but here's the thing, man, is that at the time, this was when they were trying to quote unquote, make Jay white a thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so his, like his slow style screaming, it was, it was annoying to watch and it's one of those things where if you look back at it on retrospect, it made him a great heel because here we, yeah, here we are with this insane work rate and all this stuff. And this guy's slowing it down, slowing it down. And that's what he did. And we hated him. And I guess that's the point, right? Yeah. Is that we're supposed to hate him. And the thing is, is he just got so good at what he did. And I hate to say this, but it's true. When he grew the beard, man, Yes, that was such a big deal. It was it 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 it, it put the look over the top Mm -hmm. as a heel. Like he lost all baby face niche, baby face and baby face. And the
0: other thing too is that he
1: got insanely ripped as well at the same time.
2: Yeah, dude, his he's cut out of stone. Yeah, and now and now, dude, he found he found a great sweet spot where when he works these American crowds, he can't just go. because what he fell into in japan especially pandemic era is he would just scream there was no crowd noise so he would scream and he would scream f you and he'd trot people and everything else and his screams are really well timed to where the crowd goes dead and he'll say something abhorrent yeah like oh god he's he's got it going on man he really does you want to talk about
3: uh are we good on are we good on G1? Any any closing thoughts on that for right now?
2: Mongoose? We'll be back. Yeah we'll be back. Listen, man, it, it's the best thing in wrestling every single year. It had a little bit of a low point because of pandemic restri- restrictions and everything else. This tournament so far has been awesome. It's unbelievable. And we'll be back. We'll be back.
3: So uh Baker, before we get into anything else, you want to touch on Pillman for a minute?
1: Yeah, uh if you didn't see the news, uh Brian Pillman Jr. signed with NXT, or he signed with WWE, signed with NXT and he's going to be reporting to the performance center uh at the end of August. And I so think that we, that
3: Are we confirmed that he's going to NXT?
1: Yes. It, Dave said, Dave confirmed it.
4: Good. Or well, Body Slam, a-
1: Body Slam confirmed it, but I don't know if Dave confirmed it, but Body slam did, and usually they're not—they're not terribly off either. So this um, is a
3: this is a very smart, egoless, yes. awesome decision by both parties. Yes, because that guy needs—he needs a change of pace. He needs to be trained. He's got a great look. He's by all accounts a great dude. Yes, I mean he's got the legacy and the name. That is a guy that you want to to do everything you can to make him That's, a star. And yes. I'm really, I'm really glad to see that he didn't just mail it in and say, I'm not going to NXT. I'm too good for NXT. I'm going to MLW again or some bullshit. So for him, for him to go and and just understand that where he's at and where he has to be and mm-hmm. to do it, I think is a really inspiring thing.
1: Well, that, and, and we've, we've said it, we, we said it after, you know, the, the Brian Pillman dark side came out that. The kid needs like he needs to go somewhere where he's gonna get the work. And he was never gonna get the work in AEW. And he's finally going to the place where he's gonna get the work. Like yeah. the sky's the limit for him. He's not he he's not too far along where you can't fix him. He's like, like it's not like it'd be like a like a Jay White or somebody like going to NXT or something like that. It, it's he's still a moldable piece of clay that they can form into the exact thing that they want him to be. And he's gonna get the work at and it's not like he's doesn't, he's not like he's a bad worker, he just needs more time. Like yeah. and he's gonna get it in NXT. And it I could be see great. that guy being a monster, monster babyface. And sure. they're already on the legacy train. Like they got breaker out there, they they want they want the the legacy to keep going, and why not build it for a place where the guy, you know, didn't get his best shot at WWF because of the ankle and they've done had had one of the greatest the every time you see an Attitude Era um promo you see Pillman 9 millimeter. now you don't see it as much anymore because you know guns and all that can't do that anymore but that's one of the greatest uh segments one of the greatest moments in in raw history and a chance to bring that guy's son to the big time hats off to both parties yeah for sure
3: um it, it, it's it. They've done they've done a lot a lot of great work with less. I'll say yes, that. yes, absolutely. You know, and dude, NXT right now is is they've there's a lot of great prospects down there, man. There really are the people that they've taught how to talk and they've taught how to work and just to, to, for for them to be able to take Pillman under their wing and help him, I'm I'm seriously really excited about it.
1: Yes, and I'm willing to say that you know we just did our summer classic and the mid year award show depending on how things go he could be part of that best male prospect by the end of the year sure sure so but yeah we uh we're here for the main event now we uh we got this WCW what <laughs> this Bash at the Beach 98 show i thought this would be a good idea so we did the Road Wild show a few weeks back when we did the summer classic and it was a bad idea it was it was a bad idea because that show absolutely sucked. So I was like, why not run it back and do the show that happened before that that we had mentioned during that show? We do which came first? We couldn't remember at the time what came first. Did Bash of the Beach come first or did Road Wild come first? Well, Bash of the Beach came first and then Road Wild happened. So we figured we'd come back, we'd do we're gonna do the Holy Trinity. So this is your this is the um the, the reveal that, you know, we're going to do, we're going to cap it off with Fall Brawl 98, which uh, Mongoose and I, when we, when I got Mongoose into watching NXT, we watched that first war games together. And after that war games, he sat down and he was like, you need to watch this war games from Fall Fall Brawl 98. And we sat there holding each other's inner thigh. Absolutely in love because they're right. the, the absolutely buying love
2: buying love that doesn't mean it's any good no 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 and no yeah and and here's the thing man is that yeah, this has been really difficult trying to explain to mrs mongoose while well, i have this stuff playing on in the background and i'm telling her i'm doing research for the pods Keith, is that i keep saying over and over again this sucks this yeah. is so bad. And she's like, well, isn't like, isn't this a, like, you know, the attitude era. And I'm like, actually it is. Yeah. And then, so I go and I bury WCW from 98. And then I look down and I'm wearing a cutoff NWO Wolfpack t-shirt. <laughs> and so like, you know what I mean? It's, Ooh. it is, it's, it's an impossible thing to explain to a, a lay person, man. Like you want to talk about one of those things that we look through with rose-colored glasses 1998 wcw is all it man i was i was not prepared for just that for how not good these shows are so you, i watched one, one thing one thing i'll say real quick is i'm watching that made a dude i put
3: off watching that show until today i didn't even want to watch dude. i just like so so I'll just, I'll just say this right now. I tried watching this last night, and I got to the Disco Inferno match. Oh, and when God. Tony Schiavone said, Disco Inferno is from Funky Town, I turned the TV <laughs> off and went to sleep.
0: But, dude, I'm watching and, and I'm watching a...
3: that main event. I'm watching that main event today, and I, I'm sitting on the couch, and I, I literally said to myself in a very serious voice, Thank God Hogan's here to save this.
2: <laughs> Dude, That's it's so it's, great. It's crazy because i I have been watching. I've watched so much wrestling this week. And it's all been so, so it's, good. It's, it's been yeah, so all good. been so good, <laughs> and this this is so bad. And this is pay per view wrestling. So, all right, John, you you lead us in, and then pass me the ball and then I'll, I'll, I'll take us into the show.
1: Since, okay. But before we start, since, since we, we are absolutely killing this right now, uh, I started watching Nitro. I started from the beginning and this was like pre pandemic. I started in late 18 and I watched it all through 19. Then I watched it through COVID cause I wanted to, I wanted to see what WCW was all about. And I fell in love with Nitro. And I don't remember this being this bad my first watch through. I was like, ah, you know, this is pretty good. Like, this is like a legitimate star-studded roster. The roster is unbelievable. So
3: I have a suspicion all the pay-per-views are bad.
2: Yeah. 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 But here's, they here's, might here's literally the be thing, all bad. And here's the other thing, John, is you were watching it during a time where WWE was putting on great balls of fire as a pay-per-view yes (laughs) like seriously seriously man and and we were we were watching syndicated one hour long ROH shows and so your exposure to awesome wrestling was limited obviously Mm -hmm. you know I mean like in in the scope of that and so it is it's it's not it's almost not fair to judge this against the current day because the current product in every single promotion is so good, but that doesn't mean that it's not good because this isn't good, man. (laughs) It's like, like we're saying, man, that the roster, the roster
3: right here for WCW at this time period is so outrageously talented. It's (laughs) outrageously good.
1: It's insanity. It's so crazy. So what I want to do before I throw it to, mongoose to give us the the details and the numbers we i feel like we didn't do a good job of painting the picture of what where we were in the wrestling times. so so where we're at right now in wcw in 1997 we're gonna we're gonna throw it to mongoose because so much happened and it's a pivotal point in the attitude era in the monday night wars and we'll, we'll throw it to mongoose here And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get this thing started off.
0: Okay. So the
2: go home show, of nitro from July 6, 1998, we have Hulk Hogan, Bill Goldberg main event. This is the most watched wrestling match in television cable history, uh, wrestling cable history, I should say. And, This actually was a point where Nitro broke the five-week winning streak of Raw. So we're in the middle of the wars, right? So we had Mm -hmm. the 83 weeks, and now we're going back and forth, back and forth. So Raw won five straight weeks. Nitro takes this one. This title change was the first quarter hour of pro wrestling history, uh, cable history, I should say, that reached 5 million homes. So it drew 5,054,000 homes, um, which is in excess of 7 million total viewers. It did a 6.91 rating, which whenever we talk about ratings today, like when Dynamite does a 0.35, it's a big deal. So to think about a 6.9 rating, um, and when I say 0.35, that's for the 18 to 49 demo, um, so I don't know if that's one to one you know apples apples to apples here. Um, so that quarter hour where Hogan and Goldberg have the title change, 5 million homes. it's in 7 million total viewers, 6.9 rating and it broke the all-time record of 4.7 million homes um which was set from the match where Hogan won the title from Randy Savage after a one-day rain on April 20th. Uh, So big-time deal in terms of TV at that time. And I don't mean to sidebar us, but I have to really quick because we brought that up. If that match happened today, it was the best move for business Mm -hmm. because TV drives everything. If you read The Death of WCW... And you listen to any of the contemporary, you know, I don't want to say listen to, but if you read any of the contemporary articles at that time, that was one of the things that was the death knell for WCW because you had this money, money, money match that you could have sold on pay-per-view and done insane buys and because they were slaves to Turner which this was a death of WCW thing that I picked up. They were slaves to Turner at the time, had to pop a big rating. That's why that show was on TV. If that show was on TV today, that match would get them literally billions of dollars. There'd yeah. be billions of dollars there. But the, you know, the economic model was different at that time. So it's it's really crazy because they were ahead of their time in the wrong way at that point in time. Because they popped right. an insane number. They got all these viewers. They got all this stuff to the TV show or to the television channel. And it didn't mean squat because the TV revenue meant nothing at the time. Whereas now it literally has built the WWE.
1: Right. And to add to your point there, um, I know that it, it's it's really hard to take Bisch off with anything that he says because he does. He's not always telling the truth. He's telling grains of the truth uh but he mentioned that half yeah half grains he mentioned that 2 weeks after this show he was pulled into the turner offices and that's where they told him that they need to start changing the model uh the format of nitro and which makes no sense like the model that they had built up until this point was the money maker it was golden and things after Literally, things after this point, like, I I don't even know if this is even true or not. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the last time Nitro ever won in the war. Am I right on that?
2: I don't know if you're right on that, but here's the thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's wrong because, A, like, look, dude, I'm a dude doing a wrestling podcast in his basement uh, <laughs> 30 years later or whatever.
3: It's a finished um, basement. But- it's really nice.
2: Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You got to
3: you got to get a bathroom down there. But other than that, it's really nice.
2: Appreciate it. But but here's the thing, man, is that <laughs> if they came to him and said the model isn't working now, I feel like that's a built in excuse as to why your television show was cratering. And if I'm looking at the product, it sucks yeah it sucks oh, he's done oh. a
3: really good job over time of of just making excuses for himself and yeah. giving giving in his brain logical reasons why things happened that he screwed up that's what also
1: also another big point that needs to be made this is the three-hour nitro era these three-hour nitros that we we're watching like i whenever i was watching the three-hour nitros those things are laborious to watch they are they're still
3: better than they're still better than raw or the three hour raws in my opinion
1: i don't know i don't know man i could get through or i could get through a raw pretty easily now for three hours versus watching them nitros when you got damn disco inferno out there from funky town
3: just just fast forward it man Let's uh, <laughs> go to bed that's where you go to bed
2: just go to bed
3: yeah, but, well
2: and that that's the big difference is that during the three hour Raw or the three hour Nitro era, here's what I did. And I'm sure you did the same here, Andretti. I would watch the first hour of Nitro and then I would just watch Raw. Yeah.
0: And yeah.
2: That's what I did That during this time. But then I watched wasn't the it? first hour of Nitro and then I would watch Raw and then I flip back if there was a commercial on Raw. That was what wasn't I did it, wasn't it one of those for things a year years? and a half for that for that
3: first hour of nitro look maybe i'm maybe i misremembering this but wasn't that first hour of nitro usually like some of the guys that we wanted to see like they would be like jericho versus psychosis
2: and things like that like they, that's what we It'd wanted be to see jericho laparke huvi that's but what they did then is they would also tell you what the main event was going to be and so then i would know because look man at this time i'm i'm 13 years old so the Wolf Pack, I thought was the coolest thing in the world. So if I get it, if you're dropping to me when the Wolf Pack's coming out in the first hour, then I'll be flipping back or whatever. But I'm I'm watching Raw at this time. I'm absolutely yeah. watching Raw.
1: Well, yeah. do you? um, There's a lot of stuff going on on the other side of the coin too, like on in WWF. Like they're they're at their launching point right now, since they had just taken over the the five weeks that you mentioned and. I do have some notes on this here too. They're, they're also on the heels of the King of the ring, 98, where mankind gets thrown off the cell. I was there live for that, which you were there live as well. Like there's, they're at the almost, they're not at the pinnacle yet, but they're on the climb where as WCW, they're on the swing down. And it's,
2: I'd argue here really quick. I'd argue really quick. Um, it's not the pinnacle of the company, but this is literally peak Steve Austin. Yes. Because he's he's the champion, and he's the one. Because you know, people think that Austin was champion forever. He wasn't. No. And this is in the meat of the Steve Austin title reign.
1: Yes. And, and it's also right in the sweet spot there of the DX Nation feud, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So... so, so he- Huge. Which absolutely was huge. Um, it's there's there's so many uh things that like where the tides were literally turning and WCW WCW literally continued to fumble the ball every chance they got. And and this in this pay-per-view is like literally like case the, the case for that showing that literally when you start at Bash of the Beach and then you go watch road wild and then you flip it on and you see what they did at Fall Brawl later on, which we'll cover later. It's no wonder that the company was going out of business and why
0: it's
1: WWF. Shame. It's literally, it literally is a shame.
3: You look at that, look at, look at that roster, man. And you're just like, there's, there's no promoter in the history of the world that would not want that roster right away. And it's just, that they just, I don't even know what I, man, out, out of control is the only way to, the only way to say it. Everything just got out of control.
1: Yeah. Totally agree. You got any more uh, notes for us there, Mongoose?
2: Would you like me to set the table?
1: I will. You can set it for us. <clears throat>
2: All right. So uh, we are going to review Bash at the Beach. This took place on July 12, 1998 at the Cox Arena in San Diego, California. This uh, this particular event drew a sellout of ten thousand ninety five fans. There were nine thousand thirty one paid. We had a gate of three hundred fourteen thousand eight hundred forty two dollars and fifty cents. They also did one hundred thousand uh, dollars. What was that? One hundred thousand two hundred uh, one hundred thousand two hundred seventy five dollars. There we go in merch. Um, so big time success at the gate, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we have a gate of three hundred and fourteen thousand dollars in nineteen ninety eight dollars. Big deal, hundred thousand dollars in merch. Obviously, that's awesome. Printing money uh, the in the building, literally,
1: literally printing, printing money in the building.
2: Yep, yep. Preliminary buy rate of this show was one point five, which is going to equate to about um five hundred twenty five thousand buys. That is six point seven six million dollars gross. Um, For comparison, the average WWF or WCW show at that time was doing around a 0.8, which would mean that the Malone and Rodman main event equaled about an additional $2.9 million in revenue. Um, And then also for further context, Rodman's previous two pay-per-views did $2.61 million and $2.79 million in revenue. So this literally doubled that plus. Uh, so they had a lot of people that were interested in this and bless the child, man. I don't know. No. Uh, if, if we're looking at observer numbers, there was 139 reviews. We had 30 thumbs up. We had 109 thumbs down and zero thumbs in the middle. So 78.4% people gave this uh pay-per-view a thumbs down, 21.6% gave this a thumbs up. The best match poll was uh, overwhelmingly Juventus Guerrero versus Billy Kidman. Number two was Chris Jericho versus Rey Mysterio. In the worst match out of 139 viewers or reviewers rather, there were 129 people that said that Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman versus DDP and Carl Malone was the worst match on this show.
1: In I don't think you could have set the table any better there because you've literally laid out we've shit all over this. And this is literally the biggest show that WCW had ever done in terms of money, like in terms of business, like they this is the biggest show that they ever put together. Think about the fact
3: that they had the two centers from the NBA finals, right? Is that what it was? (laughs)
1: Yeah, they literally that NBA Force, Finals.
3: Power forwards. Two power power, forwards. two power
1: forwards. Two power forwards. So here's, not, had, to, not to slay,
3: not to slight, not to slate Luke Longley and Bill Wennington right <laughs> or whatever So here's here's <laughs> an interesting thing.
2: Here's an interesting thing about that though, is that um they obviously played the NBA finals, but there was a dust-up between yes. the two uh uh-huh. during a game in the finals that uh is noted on commentary by Shivani or Tane or whomever. And conspiracy theory is these guys shared an agent. So you don't do this deal overnight. And conspiracy theory is that that dust up was all work. Yes. To a shoot sport. I'm,
1: I'm glad you brought that up because if you listen to the 83 weeks episode of this show, now, I know it's Bischoff. We already I, we already laid the table. I would never. We already I would
2: never. <laughs>
1: yes. We already laid the tape. We already laid the table about Bischoff. But Bischoff said that they did have a sit-down where he took it to Malone. He said that Rodman didn't give a shit. Rodman was all about it. But he said he took it to Malone and they very gently, softly gave this to him in a way that it wouldn't seem like they were trying to you know, throw a game or anything like that. But they said that it was discussed in the offices about not going over the top and, like, actively throwing and and doing shit like this on purpose. But if it happens in a game, just go with it and, like, literally do something.
2: And... I'm sure he said that. So debonair and so clever and everything, but this was literally... Uh, greasy money man bischoff with uh-huh. greasy money men the execs with greasy money men the players with greasy money men the agent that said Hey, let's sell some pay-per-views. Yes. Let's 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 do this. But two yeah, greasy so, wrestlers not, that are also so, in the ring. Two of the greasy. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 glad. I'm glad that he tried to make it seem like it was up and up and we softly presented this. And oh everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But dude, right? it's this is this is as straightforward as I could call you tomorrow and say, John, <laughs> I need you and Andre to do an angle where you're gonna say that cheeseburgers suck <laughs> and that you hate his dad and it'll sell it'll sell pay-per-views and we'll all get rich and you'll do it you know what i mean that's that's all this
4: is
1: yeah and and it's really funny because this is in the this is right on the heels of the last dance so like there is controversy all over the place around the bulls right now because nobody knows what's going to happen with jordan and pippin like no one knows what's going to happen to the bulls and it was like literally the last dance had just ended a month before this so like not even it was probably Less than a month. Um, but yeah, so the Bulls literally come off winning the finals. And then a few weeks later, we're at Bash of the Beach in the main event. And that's not the only pro athlete that is on this show because they have Kevin Green. And who he is didn't, a, pro- didn't
3: say a word about he didn't this didn't say guy. a word about, about this
1: whole show. Everyone. Okay, so if you don't know who Kevin Green is, Kevin Green is an NFL Hall of Famer. He is.
2: Yeah. All-time great linebacker. Yes, at, all-time at, at big linebacker. Time, One of the
1: he the is time, the, Yes, the, he's the all-time bad, leading sack leader as a linebacker. He's a five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, made the All-Nineties team. Now he doesn't have a suit. He doesn't have a Super Bowl, but the man, that's like Neil
3: fault. that's Neil O'Donnell's fault for doing for doing yep. the
2: job in that yep, game. Yep, Neil, Neil O'Donnell jobbed and look man because pro dude the reason i love pro wrestling is that we know it's a work obviously pro sports are a work too O'Donnell jobs he he tossed a couple of of, uh softballs to larry brown in the uh super bowl 30 so poor kevin man he deserved better how good did kevin green look dude Kevin oh, Green looked carved out of stone, man. He looked, he looked awesome. Kevin did, Green looked, looked like, and, and he was, he, he should have been a wrestler. Too. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, they should
3: have signed him
1: full time
2: at that point. They should have. Yeah.
1: He was in the middle of like his like his
2: career. They said that that was the
1: last. They he's said a, that a,
2: he's a, he's. Here is the thing, John. He's at the end of his career. In Nineteen ninety eight. Kevin Green is a is a is an old head, man. Right. Like, who was right. he playing for then? Packers? He just re- he had just resigned with, re- with the Panthers. Yeah, yeah so he went Steelers, Panthers, great Panthers run to the Packers because the Panthers were like you're old, and then back to the Panthers to do like his swan song. Well, he did it. He, he did a year good doing his swan song. Yeah, yeah, he did. He had
1: just gotten done with a year with the Niners, and he had just okay.
2: resigned with the Panthers. I didn't
3: even know he played for the Niners. I didn't even mm-hmm. know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they, that's they. They loosely mentioned that on commentary, but I had already known that too. So, um, but yeah, this this card. We'll we'll just start from the top. We'll get to Kevin Green and the Giant later because I got some notes on uh, the Giant. Sure. sure. So, um, we we start this we started this card off with a Ravens rules match, and it gets a two another and a half. One. Huh. Another one. Hold on. Oh, yeah, we there's something you
3: you miss you missed stuff before that. So let me get let me get my notes here real quick. So the first thing we need to talk about was the opening video package to this show sucked, which was so bad, it Sucked <laughs> so bad. That video package going into the beginning of the show and the video package going into the main event were laugh out loud. Terrible.
1: They're the, they're the worst video package I think WCW ever did. And I we haven't even got to 2000 and 2001.
3: No, the other note I had, dude, what a set. How great set. is this set look dude
1: I will say the WCW their sets for their pay-per-views are some of the best sets of all time and that's not even including Halloween Havoc which is the best one of all time with the big uh the ghoul over the pumpkin that's the that's the best one did we it, should do, it, we should do I, I Halloween got, Havoc '98 because that's my favorite pay per view of all time. It's but it's excellent. It's but it's such a train wreck like these other ones. I don't want to put you guys through it's a fourth show. So
2: terrible, like that's a, John. I, I like, <laughs> uh. dude. My my brain hurts because like I understand that that, and I do because I love I love so many things that people don't like. But like, dude, 1998 WCW is so bad. If I have to watch 1998 which I will, obviously, and I'll just <laughs> get there's on no it. way we're doing dude, a fourth show. Halloween Havoc '98 has to be. It has to be terrible. All, the Havocs, be any All good. the Havocs are fun. All the Havocs are fun. That one can't be any good. That's dude. So, you can you Spin the Wheel make the make the deal. Coal Miner's Glove. I am in. this <laughs> Havoc '98 show. With Hogan versus Warrior, which I everybody knows is a minus five star match, (laughs) this this it's my favorite. I'll save it. I'll save it. Okay. (laughs) So
3: the only other thing, did you guys did you guys see when Mean Gene came out to talk about the hotline that they didn't have the Canadian number blacked out?
1: Yeah. So can can you call the Canadian number and it'll? I'm going to call
3: it right now. This is what's going to happen.
2: Call it live on really the Really quick, why you want? Here it is. Here um, it is.
3: Hold on. Please check the number and dial again. Did you get that? It didn't. Uh, it, it won't it go didn't through.
1: Didn't go through. Yeah, I heard Dialed. it. though.
4: Please check the number and dial again.
3: Yeah, I saved the number last
2: night.
1: Yeah, that's really funny that they didn't. They, they didn't do that. They didn't blur
2: out the Canadian number. And and Mrs. Mongoose, we were we we were down here getting our swell on while that was on. She goes, "There's the Canadian hotline number." so there you go
0: nice even even
2: even noticed by a lay person so this first this first match
3: was raven's rules you said
1: yes it was uh saturn versus raven and it was a two and a half stars from dave and again this is kind of a weird thing like usually wcw is known for starting with the cruiserweights and they start with you know uh a Ravens rules match, which is weird, but I don't know. How do we, I don't know how we feel about Ravens rules other than like, well, the, the, I, there was I think Raven,
3: Raven and WCW was criminally underrated. That, that guy is super talented at this point in his life. They should have done more with that guy, man. I, I think Raven's awesome, especially here in his WCW stuff was,
2: was fantastic. So here, here's my problem with it is that I watched the road, road, wild, hog, wild, whatever first, where we saw the back-to-back hardcore hour of yeah. just waste my life, hardcore matches. That's that, that. That really impacted my view of this because we started with Raven's rules versus Perry, Saturn, and uh, Raven. And I was like, Are you kidding me, man? <laughs> like, I, I feel like I just watched this for six hours during that Road Wild show. Um, <laughs> Dave's first sentence in his review was Both guys worked really hard, but the match fell apart with an overbooked and poorly timed finish. And I actually think that was perfect. That was the perfect summarization of this match. How about
1: yeah, the, uh, the
3: how about the how about the botch from the top rope onto the tables from Perry dude, Saturn? They
1: did and then they turned around and did that at Road Wild literally the next pay-per-view. When
2: when that was on, I rewound that to see, make Mrs. Mongoose rewatch because I was like he's standing there, dude, and they pulled Raven out and he still jumps, "What are we
3: I don't oh, know, man. dude. I don't know who screwed that up or Saturn didn't jump early enough or what happened, but it looked really bad.
2: Saturn
1: literally oh, just went terrible. wee, like right and Saturn the and
3: Saturn was the one out of the four rascals that Vince wanted the most. I know.
1: isn't that insanity?
3: Are you uh, what planet is he on at that
1: point? Saturn? Saturn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, literally on Saturn Did
2: you know uh, the reason Saturn's terrible? name is Perry Saturn is because his name is Perry Satulo
1: no i did not know that didn't know that
2: yeah wow makes a lot of sense
1: yeah
3: well, whatever anybody uh,
2: find him is he still missing i, I don't know i haven't heard <laughs> for a while to a mop somewhere. somewhere in the midwest whatever Ah. Uh, yeah yeah but, but uh but we had we had that botch and then we had um canyon come out yeah and canyon raised raven's hand did that go and, anywhere
3: and, did, did, did that i mean where did that go both those here's guys are the awesome thing, man.
2: here's the thing i don't care because he gave him a f- uh, flat line or whatever and then uh it didn't end up with raven being pinned which was weird and <laughs> <No>, yeah
0: <exactly. laughs>
1: Uh, but next we had what was voted as the best,
2: really, really quick, John. Just, yeah. just say that Raven won. Raven did win. <laughs> we, we talk about all this stuff. Raven won. He did hit the even flow or whatever his DDT was called. So, yeah, that was that. So, yeah, yeah that was- Saturn gave a, gave Briggs a DVD and then he got even flowed. So, geez, flow. and at <laughs> one point. At one point, Lenny Lane got
3: involved also. So, or was that Lodi? I don't even know who the hell which I think it was Lodi. was Lodi. Lodi, yeah. Lodi. Whatever. Jeez. Yeah.
2: Sign guy, sign guy Lodi. Shots. Yeah. Uh,
1: the next match on the card was voted uh by the re- by the observer uh reviewers that it was the best match on the card. It was a four star match. This
2: this was, this is my favorite match in the show, man. I thought yeah. I thought this yeah. was hand down, hands down awesome. And really quick, uh, this was Kidman's first pay-per-view match. Really? Was p- yeah, first pay-per-view singles match. Wow. And this was awesome. So go yeah. ahead, John.
1: Uh, yeah, this was uh, Billy Kidman versus Juventud Guerrera, which uh, Andretti and I are still pissed off at you, Juventud, if you're listening to this, fuck you for not showing up to Relentless Wrestling uh, in L.A. So fuck no. you. Uh, but at any rate, you had a really great match here. Uh, I feel like if you inserted this match on like a dynamite today, it would fit right in. It was, I thought it was really good.
3: Yeah. They looked awesome. Both these guys were outstanding.
1: Yeah. There was really good, really good uh, cruiserweight action that you would expect uh, when you would turn on WCW.
3: The the thing, the thing I noticed too, about it was for who being a guy that wore a mask for a long time. Like he, his, uh, his believability with his face is really good. Yeah. For, for, for being someone who picked that up pretty quick, you know, after working with a master for all those years. So, I mean, hats off to him for that. He, I thought he looked great. He looked great.
2: Yep. Was, uh, dude, high spots high spots were boom, boom, boom. Like they were, there was no botches because here's the thing is when you have somebody that works Lucha and somebody that doesn't is that we see it on Wednesdays all the time, you know, with like commander and those guys where, you know, there's some of these miscommunications every once in a while there were none of those here. This was awesome. This was crisp and clean. That Frankensteiner, that springboard Frankensteiner was yeah. awesome. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, the, the finished dude, where Kidman, because, you know, and John, if you don't know this, one of the, you know, the, the things about Kidman Forever was that he would do the shooting star press and just kill the guys to death yeah. that he would hit. So, yeah, yeah, like he would just mash their orbital bone and all that. His shooting star press looked awesome. It did we missed it. And then yeah, you know, and then we had the um so the, Billy uh, excuse me, 450, 450. Is it 450? I think the 450 so. hit like that was great.
1: Yeah, so my my exposure to Billy Kidman was whenever he was in WWE, whenever they were on the heels of the invasion and all that, and he would be on like velocity and smackdown and stuff like that. And he did that shooting star. Dude, that shooting star was the greatest fucking move I thought I ever saw in my life when I saw it the first time he ever did it and it still looked good here and the yeah. fact that he just yeah. ate it right in his face uh was even crazier but i thought this match yeah. was fantastic i don't this was the best match in terms of work uh for me um but not my not, my, not the most fun that i had in a match though no
2: but no i i, I agree but to me this is a four star match like oh if oh he 100% gave agree four, and, and 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 like i am i am right on board man i i thought, I I thought so this four. was that would have for force. Yeah, I thought, thought
1: that. I thought that this was awesome. Yep. Uh and then uh the next match, this is kind of like a twofer here. Uh we get uh, a Chavo <laughs> versus Stevie Ray and then and then that leads into the Eddie versus Chavo uh hair versus hair match and I don't know what the hell this Chavo and Stevie Ray thing was, but I popped to the moon when they did the handshake spot, and he started tapping out to the handshake. And that ref totally shit the bed on that. That couldn't have looked worse. That ref, all these refs in WCW fucking suck. That's the only thing I got to say about the show. I, I thought, they, I thought, that, I the thought that was.
2: I agree with you. That was clever, and that was terrible. It was both really smart and awful, poorly executed. At the same time,
1: poorly yeah. executed because Stevie, late-
3: Stevie Ray. Stevie raised a guilty pleasure of mine from, from back from forever, but Chavo was not, <laughs> I, yeah. I just, I can't, I can't get into Chavo dude. I, I just cannot for whatever reason. I'm just, I'm, I'm out on that guy.
1: Yeah. I can't, I can't say that I'm in on Chavo either.
2: Insane. Dave Literally says Chavo was spraying the crowd with the super soaker, which was pretty hilarious. He's a strange animal, man. You yeah. Know? He's, 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 he's Because he brought that super soaker out. And I was like, get the F off my television, brother. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh, But after they do that handshake spot, and it it leads into where now Eddie has to face uh, Chavo for the hair versus hair match. My notes here are that there were two ass-biting spots where Chavo was biting Eddie's ass. What the fuck was that? I I have no
2: championship wrestling show that we saw uh, while we did the
1: awards.
3: (laughs) I would rather see Bushwacker loose ball sack again than than (laughs) watch Shava bite a man's ass in the ring. Uh,
1: But but the thing about that is, is that I didn't think that like when they finally got into the match and they quit fucking around, I thought that it was good work. But until they got there and they got the ass biting out of the way, dude, I could not wait for this match to be over. And Eddie wins in a small package. It gets a three and a quarter star. But the post-match stuff, that is what pissed me off the most because that took way too long. Uh, so, uh, the next match here, we had Conan and Disco. And I refuse to talk about this match because I skipped fast forward. So, uh, so you, you really you're not going to get me to watch really? a damn disco match.
2: Yeah, so really quick, I if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to call the segment "Mongoose Reads." This will take twenty seconds. Uh, this is me reading directly from the Wrestling Observer, which actually is exactly what I felt. Um, Conan beat Disco Inferno in two sixteen. Actually, the best part of the match was before it even took place, where Alex Wright and Disco Inferno mimicked Conan's mic work. Conan came out with Kevin Nash dressed up like a forty-year-old who's still in high school and Lex Luger, just like one of the only 40-year-olds who still wants to compete in bodybuilding contests. It was basically short and sweet with Luger racking right outside the ring, Nash giving a high kick and a powerbomb to Disco in the ring, and Conan finishing Disco off with a tequila sunrise submission quarter star.
1: That perfectly perfectly sums up. That being perfect. Yep. Yeah. Jeez. The
3: The only thing good I have to say about Conan is I like that Toy Biz figure that came with
2: a trash can that's yeah, it i died when he when he said that Co- that kevin nash looked like a 40 year old still in high school i died because he was in pennies or pippins or whatever and he had a full like glimmery durachine boss outfit on yeah i, I loved it uh then
1: <laughs> then we got to a match that i this was for entertainment purposes this was my favorite match of the show and that was mysterio and chris jericho
2: ah uh, you miss you missed the Giants and Kevin Green.
1: I did miss the giant and Kevin Green we already t- it's because we talked about Kevin green. that's what threw me off there uh what so the giant and Kevin green we already put over Kevin Green huge uh Giants choke Slam I thought was insanity this got a quarter star as well um I thought that you know uh Kevin Green looked great and for somebody who it was uh you know an actual like pro athlete to come in and do something he looked really really good got stuck in there with a shithead in the giant uh and for some reason when they said the giant was 26 years old i didn't believe him
2: dude when they said the giant was 26 i almost fell off my chair i wasn't ready for that he looked 37 um look man kevin green looked so good and we talked about this before he looked, and i mean look aesthetically looked so good but he looked like he belonged in a pro wrestling ring and yes. so. A quarter star, I don't think is fair. It's not it's because not. I'm 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 judging with there being a, a, a non-pro wrestler in there. This is too easy for me. Like two stars, this was easy to watch, and I didn't mind this. I seriously didn't. The Giant should have won because he's on his you know he has a title match coming up or whatever. Um, it's a pro, uh, pro football player that's going up against a pro wrestler and not in the main event. So whatever, dude, it was what it was. I thought this was fine. I did. I thought this was fine for pay-per-view weird. It's
3: weird. Why did did we have the match?
2: Why did we have the match? Why are we using, why are we feeding Kevin green to the giant? Here's what Dave said. He said, this wasn't a good match. However, Kevin green is an, an amazing worker for only his fifth match. So I agree with that too.
1: Yeah. And then so this is what I thought was my my favorite match in terms of entertainment was the Chris Jericho Rey Mysterio match. And this got two and a three quarter stars by Uncle Dave. Uh, I thought this is classic uh, Chris Jericho uh, on the mic with JJ early. And when he called and said that, is this going to be some independent jabroni and uh, and called him a jobber before uh, Mysterio ever came out? I popped huge. Uh, and I thought this was that, a highlight. that was that, sure. that was
2: great, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that's Pete Jericho, and I, and I'll tell you what, Andretti said this in the group chat that the Andretti, uh, Andretti the Jericho Malenko feud was great, which it was, man. You want to talk about high points at this at this uh, you know time period at WCW? This was well booked. This was well done. Jericho coming out with his gimmick, saying that he's going to dance and sing. And then getting cut off by JJ Dillon, they did the camera so that you didn't see JJ Dillon and he was there. And then he said, I have an independent guy that hasn't worked in six months. And Jericho says, This was booked beautifully, man. The problem is, this match was initially stated for or uh slated for 18 minutes, yeah, 18 minutes, and it got six. Well, and I so would have been, would been fantastic. Where he kept-
3: He kept saying, I'm trying to do a little soft shoe routine for these people. And I was freaking laughing my ass off at that. It was great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Entertainment value, top notch. And if this would have even gotten 10, this is probably, it's probably easily four stars. Him saying two and a quarter, I understand because of the, you know, the time constraints. Look, man, to me, that's a three, three and a quarter star match. I thought it was great. Like seriously, for the time, I thought it served its purpose. Um, And then little nugget for anybody that follows afterwards, uh, Jericho got the title back the next night because Dean Malenko interfered and he was a suspended wrestler. So they uh, determined that he did not uh, deserve to lose the title or whatever. So there's that. Uh,
1: And then so we were kind of in a good spot there with two back to back matches that we kind of liked. And then this is where the show absolutely takes a nosedive.
3: Well, Uh, look, I hear. Hart's music, and I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah. So we have Bret Hart versus Booker T for the TV title. It gets two and three-quarter stars, and this was just like, it, it It felt like Bret Hart was trying to give them the the WWF-style Bret Hart match, and he gave it to them, and the crowd was just like, meh, it's Bret. And then we get uh we get a DQ finish and and I don't even have much to say after that. I was well, enjoying the fact, it. The
3: fact that the fact that they mentioned Antoine Carr twice during the show and no one said the words Bret Hart. Bret Hart and Booker T are two of the top workers of the last 25 years, dude. Yep. And they didn't even they didn't even mention this match one time. They were fighting over a belt. And no one said
2: the words Bret Hart or Booker T one time during the match, during the show. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was gobsmacked whenever Brett came out and then triple gobsmacked whenever it was, it was against Booker T. So here's the thing. Bret Hart WCW is every single pay-per-view from 98 until 2000 is a dream match. It's, yeah. it's something you wish you could see and you get a chance to see and in the multiverse of matches, of the multi, the, you know, the infinite multiverse of uh existence that we live on, every single WCW pay per view that we saw is the worst iteration of those Bret Hart matches, man. Yes, this is this match. Dave gave it two and three quarters. No way, he's being nice. There's no I way said to you guys. I said to you guys, being nice, two and a half, th- dude, this, this, the finish out of nowhere, and then we go right back to angry Brett just uh figure four and the dude on the post like i tell me i will take things i've seen a thousand times before for 500 alex like you know what i mean like this was just a, a waste of time and then yeah, steve walks out in his in his dress shirt and his chain and i guess that's the beginning of his heel turn maybe i don't know i'm not gonna watch anything after the scene to see what happens but i imagine that that's the beginning of his heel turn to be like oh my brother getting his uh Neil and Ankle tore to get out of my life, all of you. Yeah, <laughs> it was
1: not, it was not good. <laughs> and that just leads us right into this, this shitberg match, which is Goldberg and Kurt Henning. It gets a one star. And which, dude, which th- we, we, we got to give one
2: star is criminal. One star got, is criminal because we got to give the flowers my, to Hennig. Yes. Yeah, dude, this, this, this is, this is my second favorite match on the show. My favorite match in the show is Hoovey and Kidman. This I have over the Jericho and Mysterio match because, dude, Henning flopped and sold like a champion. I thought Goldberg looked great. He was over. Now, uh, Dave did say, and and I did laugh when I read this, when they showed a big crowd shot while piping the chant, you could see that nobody was chanting his name. (laughs) which I didn't, I didn't catch live, but that made me laugh. Um, But look, man, this is an easy two and a half, three-star match for me because I I thought this was perfect. I thought you put your champion over huge. I thought Hennig bumped like a champ. I I thought this was awesome. I I love this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought it was a really good outing by Hennig in that, you know, he, he, he's tried his ass off to get Goldberg over and he looked good and, uh, I don't know. Hey, Cork's shout out uh,
3: leading. shout out, Bobby Winters for finding a, a Remco AWA Kurt Henning in the wild this weekend with the camo pants
1: still attached. Wow. Pretty awesome. Great, great find. Uh, but we're here. We're here at the main event. Uh, Hogan and Rodman versus DDP and Carl Malone, a negative quarter star. And I'm not convinced that rodman wasn't drunk during this match because he looked like shit and he wrecked this match blew it all to hell it was supposed to be 45 minutes long hogan cut it short and you could tell because rodman stunk up the joint
3: thank thank god thank god hulk hogan was there to hold it all together thank god
2: yeah really quick here there's there's a couple of things that i want to note here Uh, So the first thing before we get into this main event is that uh, Dave Meltzer had noted this in the Observer that week. Jake Roberts used to repeat the fable every time he turned heel. It went something like this. You see a wounded snake and it's about to die. You save its life. You nurse it back to health. You treat it as a friend. It becomes your best friend. And one day out of nowhere, the snake bites you. You asked the snake, after all I did for you, why did you bite me? And the snake responded, the first time you picked me up, you knew I was a snake. Rodman is Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, I thought that that was a perfect, perfect prelude to this. Um, so a little bit of background really quick. WCW had one match on Rodman's contract. So when he signed that in 97, they had one match left. They tried to punt it off to New Japan and New Japan said we can't do anything with this, we'll pay him a lot of money and not get a lot of return. Um, And so then that led us to this match because him and Malone had the same agent, which we had talked about before. A couple of things that Dave said I want to note, uh, when the smoke cleared, and it probably still hasn't out of Rodman's eyes, it wasn't altogether different than most WCW pay-per-view events. Some good wrestling underneath, and the matches got progressively worse until climaxing with Hulk Hogan stumbling around in a poor match that usually draws a hell of a buy rate. Um, And the one thing that I should note is Dennis Rodman made $750,000 for this night of work. With inflation, that's probably what 1. One? I, I, I was, was probably more than that, man. So 750k in 1998 dollars, like that's, probably one, 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 two. Yeah, yeah, it's something else, man. It was so, awful. um, this was something else, dude. I uh, I had before I even went back and read anything, um, they announced people at the beginning. And they said uh, like six foot six or whatever, and 297 pounds. And I was like, dude, they are inflating Rodman's number. It was Hogan. They said Hogan was like six foot six. And I was like, get out of town, man. Um, so that was weird because then Rodman comes in, and he's nine feet taller than Hogan was. Uh, <laughs> so your gimmick, your gimmick height and weight, like totally just jumped the shark there. Um, the other thing is there was not a move done until five minutes into this match. Yes. Five minutes into the match, Malone uh, slammed Hogan. Um, I, 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 when, when I think about it, one, one thing to shout out is that Canyon and Billy Kidman did uh, train Carl Malone for this match and he looked competent and I'll give them that, but. I'll tell you what, man, there was just, this was a mess. This was a bloody mess. Negative, negative quarters, one and a quarter. Oh my gosh. Being nice.
1: Yeah. Being really nice. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to watch fall brawl
3: 98. I mean, Uh. the fact that the fact that they spent, like you were saying in the group chat, Mongoose, Twenty-five minutes after that match of people just just bro hugging on the entryway, talking uh, to the camera should leave everybody to believe that that match was supposed to go a hundred more minutes, and thank God it
2: didn't.
1: Yes,
3: I could have I could have used ten less than what they gave us.
2: Yeah, yeah, dude, that's that's totally you're you're totally right. Um, uh, we should note that during the main event, we did get to see Chris Chelios. That was awesome. Um. And uh, one other thing that I want to note from this is that uh, Meltzer had put out that although it was never announced on television, at one point there were plans for a Sting and Lex Luger title defense against Scott Hall and the Disciple, but they were dropped a few days before the show, and its place and, and in its place was the Conan and Disco Inferno Good match, John. just to give the NWO Wolfpack a brief appearance on the show. Oh um, and then he does note that basically those guys were just walking around hugging each other because it was just killing time and look man i'm all for the the celebration thing and everything but like it was it was i don't know man it was it was greasy to see how much time was spent on there just talking into the camera saying you know we're the best or whatever also, can we talk about Karl Malone nearly taking the head off of Charles Robinson with a diamond cutter for no good reason? This yeah, why, a plain why, did baby Karl face.
3: Malone, why did Karl Malone turn heel at the end of the match?
2: I'm not, I'm really confused by that.
1: Yeah, I, this this whole thing is bizarre.
2: I was so ready for him to stand up holding the severed head of Charles Robinson like an M, uh, Mortal Kombat fatality. And that just be the cut to the end of the show. If I could do revisionist history, that would have been it. He would have cut. He would have done that diamond cutter. Robinson's heads would have fallen the whole way off. Malone would have got up and held it by its blonde hair. It was a fatality. And that would have been the end. Maybe, maybe that would have been a a quarter star match.
1: Oh my. I mean, this, this, this was bad, but we made it through, made it to the end. We hope you all enjoyed our our Bash at the Beach 98 show.
3: Boy, we sure enjoyed watching it.
1: We really enjoyed watching it. Um, There was some... The bad thing is that there was some really good stuff in there in the middle. You just had to find it, and then it just ended with a huge popcorn fart at the end. Uh, But yeah, make sure you check us out on socials at the underscore posky on Twitter and Instagram. Check us out. I checked out the Cambria County Coroner on uh ig make sure you check out the laurel highlands pizza wars as well if you need more info on johnny utah doing the run-in or if you need to check us out too we're on facebook check us out wherever you get your pods at make sure you hit uh download rate review subscribe like share all the good stuff and we will see you next time on the pod ski
3: I actually talked to Johnny Utah after we did the show um, on the phone. So he called me and we talked and I told him I was going to record it um, just so in case he wasn't able to call into the show, you know, when we, when we recorded. Um, uh, But he had some things he wanted to say um, just to clarify in case he wasn't able to come on. But I think it's really interesting. Some of the stuff he says. So I want to play that real quick. And and I had his permission to, to record this conversation. Um, So I just want to play this real quick and I think it'll further clarify kind of what Mongoose was saying uh, And mischaracterizing kind of what Utah was was thinking in terms of the pizza Okay, so I know he kind of clarified a lot of it whenever we recorded yesterday um, on this episode, but um, I, I just I think it's still beneficial to add this in there so that we understand kind of where he's coming from
0: Thanks Andretti for letting me clarify some of this I know Mongu said some things, I thought we were friends, but I guess he sees me as this small town hillbilly that doesn't understand pizza. Well I am here to say I have eaten pizza at several places. I've been to the Summerhill Social Club, Jojo's, Darlissa, Fox's, I have not been to Morris Tavern as yet but I hope that when I get my donkey back from the vet that we can ride up to Sidman. That is really far from where I live in St. Michael. And in these economic times, I just don't have enough carrots to feed the donkey to take me to Sidman. I am not some fake pizza guy, I am a decorated Laurel Valley basketball tournament competitor, I've played in every major league from Grand Slam to Laurel Valley. T3 knows, Bobby Digital knows, Andretti knows I am an exceptional swimmer as well. Who better than Utah? I don't want to have to beat up the mongoose for what he said but this is ripping my family apart. Can't he see what he has done? Don't you all see what you have all done to Jojos? We need to go back to what matters. There are battleships. There are cargo ships. But the best ship is friendship.